Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 150. That's right, it's our big 150, following up off of our big Extra Life episode last week, and hopefully our bigger episode 151 next week, because this week uh, it's just me and John. Hey, John. Yep. Hi. I've got John Yearworth, a.k.a. John Calendar, depending on um, how mean you want to be to him. And I've got my cat here who's laying on my Adobe Photoshop Elements box, but I don't think he's going to really help with the show. But I have the printy, and all the people in the chat room, they love the printy. Um, I have to tell you guys, do you like, uh, do you ha- <laughs> my Noodle is having a freak out because I own a copy of Elements, apparently. <laughs> people who don't want to spend the money on CS5 or pirate it is who buy Elements. It has the magic healing brush now, Noodle, so take that. All right. <laughs> I'm being harassed for buying elements now. I didn't expect that. I like the kneeling brush. It's good. I don't know how to Photoshop, so now they added a button that says Photoshop, so I use it. It's good. All right. So here I am. I've got my printy. I've got my chat room. I've got John Yearworth. I'm Chris Privateer, your host, here with another episode of the show that gives you all the RPG news, some info on reviews, and, of course, our picks of the week every week um but first off i have to say thank you last week was extra life and i gotta tell you what a what a resounding success that was we asked you guys to come through and donate for us and you guys really 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 did um let's see let me give you some some totals for those who you were wondering last week we were streaming all day live playing games all day to raise money for children's miracle network and rp gamer raised over three thousand seven hundred dollars thanks to you guys thank you that's more than twice as much as what we raised last year. Last year we only got fourteen hundred bucks. This year thirty seven hundred plus. Wow. Uh, Extra Life as a whole has broken the four hundred fifty thousand dollar mark, and they're still they're still going up because there's donations coming in late, and uh, that'll keep going up until I think mid November, and then after that everything will count towards next year's total, and that is just fantastic because uh, Extra Life as a whole was only at one hundred seventy thousand last year, so they're like. Um, <laughs> They're more than taken off. Yep. Yeah, really, truly taken off. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate all your donations, and I know a number of you donated to get in to be part of the drawing. And I'm going to give you a little update on that. Um, We're going to be holding the drawing in the next couple days here. Um, We're not going to do it live or anything, but we're going to post the results on the website. And what I'm going to need you to do is to send in your information uh, of where to mail your prizes to. So if you're a winner and you see that on the website, and um, I'll probably wait um, and announce the winners also on the podcast next week so you have a chance of hearing it here, though you really should pay attention to the website for a lot of reasons, and this is just one of them, uh, to get to, to figure out if you won, and uh, then you send us your information. If you're in the U.S. or Canada, we ship a prize out to you. Um, we'll probably wait a week for people to claim their prizes by sending us their information, and if people don't do it, what I'll do is redistribute the extra prizes that weren't claimed among the winners, and uh, and then we'll just uh, send that out. So you've got a week there to claim your prize once the the winner's list goes live, and then we're good to go for that. And if you don't win, don't worry. We'll probably do something like it next year, and so you'll have another chance. And I hope everyone's happy about that. There should be a lot of winners, so you got a better chance of winning than not, I think, right now. Um, so Mac's really going to... Yeah, we Everybody, you also need to email dragon at rpgamer.com and tell him to cover the shipping. Tell him make sure he pays for the <laughs> shipping for the prizes. Because otherwise, MaxStorm at rpgamer.com is going to QQ. We don't want him to QQ. We like MaxStorm. Yes, we don't do. Don't make him QQ, please. Um, 
All right. So thank you so much for the Extra Life awesomeness. And thank you for being there. A lot of you guys stayed almost all night long with me. And I'm sure a lot of you were playing as well. But thank you for doing that. That was so great. It was so positive to have people there to get through those very hard morning, morning hours. Oh, man. And you've, you've inspired this gamer to, to make more of an effort to take part next year. Awesome. That's... In fact, you may, may have been able to persuade my entire household to take part next year. Wow, that's pretty impressive, actually. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> All four of us. All four. Cool. So, look forward to more. We look forward to more awesomeness next year. More awesomeness. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Noodles like a household of British people. I think she's expecting them all to Skype so she can hear their accents. <laughs> I don't think it'll we'll work see, out we'll like see, that. We'll, but... we'll, see, we, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, feedback. First letter I've got is from Kazrico, who wanted to tell us. Um, we were talking about games last week that had two or three souls in one body, and he pointed out two games that we overlooked that are very, rather popular. The first one is Trine, where you control three souls in one body, a mage, a warrior, and um, I don't know what the third one is, uh, either an archer or something like that. Um, and then the other one is Last Rebellion. And he, he says, I imagine most people would say it worked in the first, trying, but not in the latter, Last Rebellion, which, um, considering nobody talks about Last Rebellion anymore, I assume is true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that is that another one where, yeah, two protagonists, and it looks like is the guy and the girl thing, so I don't know how that works. So, Someone who played Last Rebellion maybe can tell us whether or not it was a great game or not so much. And apparently we need to also mention Soul Nomad and the World Eaters. I don't know why, but there you go. Oh, that's right, because the main character is Foulmouth because a demon possesses him or something, right? Something like that? Something like that. Oh. That's an NIS title, which I hear good things and bad things about. I don't know. What, so, Last Rebellion? No, Soul Eaters and the Soul Nomads or whatever it's called. Soul Nomad and the World Eaters. Okay. Oh, yeah, Soul Nomad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. It was brain, kind of mad, he says. Yeah, but there's some comedy, so whatever that's worth to you. <laughs> Which may be nothing. Other letter that came in is from Tim, who says, this is Timmy from Toronto. Ooh, cool. Timmy from Toronto, that's good alliteration. I thought in the spirit of Halloween that I would give you my picks to help the RPG community get into the frightful festive season. He really does like alliteration. You don't see too many RPGs that mix turn-based action with horrific themes. Two of my... Should I be doing this in a spooky voice? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. You don't see too many RPGs that mix turn-based action with horrific themes. Two of my suggestions would be Shadow Hearts for the PS2 and Kudelka for the PS1. Yes, these are not your mainstream RPGs, and at this point could be very difficult to find. Though if you were able to get a hold of them, they are sure to provide you with a whole lot of WTF moments. Shadow Hearts in the opening scenes put you on a hijacked train by an evil magician in a top hat that slaughters all of its passengers. From there, your journey takes you through dark, eerie villages full of witches, cannibals, and monsters of all sorts. The unique battle system and interesting story using real-world locations will make this a great retro RPG experience. 
Kudelka, a four-disc RPG that came to the PlayStation late in the product life cycle, featured a full voice acting experience, which was a huge surprise for the, an RPG on the PlayStation. Your main character consists of a gypsy who speaks with the dead, a bishop, and an adventurer in the late 19th century in a Welsh monastery. There is nothing holy about this place, as this abandoned monastery was once a prison with the inmate's soul still lingering. I'd like to hear if the RP Gamer crew has had experience with these games and your thoughts. Thank you, Timmy. Was that sufficiently creepy for everybody? Maybe. I hope so. You played either of those? Nope. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> I don't think the second one I, I don't think the second one came out in the uh in Europe. Uh Kudelka is the predecessor sort of to Shadow Hearts, isn't it? So yeah. Mm, according to Wiki, Shadow Hearts did come out in Europe, but I've never seen a copy of it. Oh, okay. That's it's one of one of one of those. I think the one people like is uh there's like three Shadow Heart games, are there not? And Shadow Hearts Covenant I think is like the super popular one. Oh yeah, yeah. I I really need to play it. I've had lots of people recommend it to me, but I haven't played it. And you know, is my understanding is that the Shadow Hearts games are kind of more goofy than scary, and they've got like <laughs> lots of weird character designs. So like Shadow Hearts characters, maybe that's uh, one of the later ones where it got more weird. Excuse me, weird. Uh, let's see, Shadow Hearts. Okay, the first one looks sufficiently just kind of creepy. So maybe that's uh. A, a later thing. Uh, who we got? Uh, Hugo's main protagonist. We've got Alice. We've got some dude, a sage from China. Yeah, this doesn't seem very, very crazy at all. So, okay. It must be the later ones where character designs get crazy. Because I could have swore one had like a guitar playing guy and all this other stuff going on. But I'm sure we'll get lots of emails from Shadow Hearts fans. They're like, yes, don't you know in the third game there are 14 different people? It's like, okay, 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 well, okay. I didn't I was, play it. <laughs> if I was going to make any recommendations for any game that you want to play to really scare yourself crapless over the uh, the Halloween. Uh, is it a weekend this year? No. Yes. Yes. Yes, you it's play, a Sunday. So, yeah. Yes, if you wanted to play a creepy game, uh, go and play through, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Shellbridge Cradle level in Thief 3. The Shellbridge. Where are people going to... Okay, apparently there's a dog in Shadow Hearts 2 that's a main character called Blanca. But not because... <laughs> not because he, yeah, I know. He, he doesn't electrocute enemies in Street Fighter. He's like a white wolf. So he's actually fittingly named, unlike the Street Fighter character. Okay. So, whatever. I don't know. No, I'm just a telling white you, I'm wolf going in a horror the, game. Hmm, where have I heard that before? Is that a common thing? No, I was thinking of... Yeah, White Wolf, the producers of World of Darkness. Oh, okay, right. But they don't have a lot of White Wolves in their games, do they? I don't know. Hmm. Amaterasu who's a nice white, white wolf. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this. I should stop mm, watching this we, video. Should we, uh, should we shift on to news, then? Well, yeah, we probably should. All right. So thank you, people who wrote letters. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, there's one more thing you can do. You can leave a voicemail like this guy. So let's listen to this. And then I'll tell you how to actually leave feedback. A little suspense for you. Yo, 
Father God, to being flooded due to mouth if your brain hypertensive to placate, make things straight, get you English. I hear I don't call in enough for certain people's taste, so keep out what I've made. And thanks for your patience. I done heard your request for the call. Instead, I tried to play with y'all. By extension, your kitchen very long. And the rough and lowly pistol, she was gone. But my internet speed was too weak. I took the watch, the live stream, and cheat. Reading them words that this was given, and right as he began his depiction, I'd answer with uncanny precision. And we see whose lips are the piston. I'd apply you all had friction, like how the typing keep on business. But instead, the game kept on kicking me. I was getting the boot like they kissed me. My computer was dissing me, my computer was cracking, consequently, the floor the bark of the burning could happen. Take a pool of well water napping with cross drop in the form of laughing. I would keep to see my recent action, helping kids out by getting there laughing. That's right. You know that you know what happens when I come to care. Don't be scared. Just now that I practice rhyming without swear, I might just hit you in another 50 episodes. Enjoy the hijack beat. All right, so I know all of you at home are like, what just happened? Um, and let me fill you in. First of all, that was a call from Hiffy Kezzy. It was a wonderfully composed rap about how he tried to play XSketch with us at xsketch.com during Extra Life, but the internet connection or the servers at XSketch kept kicking him from the games and he wasn't able to play. So he had to result to just making fun of the other players. Um, this is something that happened during Extra Life. It was awesome. And it was a very well done rap. Thank you, Hiffy. Um, I did indeed want you to call more, and I'm glad you did. The problem is he sent his call by way of a forwarded Sprint SMS voicemail. So in order to get this call, I had to call in and record it off of my phone so I could play it back to you. So it sounds terrible. <laughs> so I'm going to use this as a segue to tell you how to submit good audio content for the show. First of all, you can call and leave a voicemail directly at our voicemail line, which is 608-729-4098. But what is vastly superior is if you're going to craft a musical composition like Hiffy did, just lay it down into an MP3, then email that MP3 to podcast at rpgamer dot com or email link to where i can download it to podcast at rmpgamer.com and then i can get your mp3 right on the show and it'll sound wonderful um i'm gonna do some work to clean that up and try and make it better for the final produced version of the show but if you uh listen to it a few times you'll start to hear the rhymes and it does start to come through and you start make a you can you can understand what's going on there but thank you hippie that was since i've listened to it a lot i know that was pretty sweet <laughs> um you probably couldn't hear it at all could you john uh, I was having to strain to hear that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very difficult to make out when you go over a voicemail system trying to do rap. <laughs> but yeah, so emails. You could also just email us your thoughts at, our, at podcast at rpgamer.com. Or if you go to rpgamer.com slash rpgcast at the top link there, click the discuss link for the show, and then you can talk about the latest episode with us, and then we can include your thoughts in the show that way as well. So that's how you get in touch with us. Email, message boards, also Twitter. Twitter.com slash RPGamer is, uh, is our uh, Twitter account. And we'd love to hear from you there as well. You can find a list. All the staff Twitters there. Um, and I think that takes us into news. The news. The news. What is the news? 
I want to do a Newsies musical just for RB Gamer. That's what we need. <laughs> uh, I just want to. I want an excuse to break out in song in real life. I've never had that come up. Just kind of like uh, okay. those. Okay, go go. After we're done here, go away and watch BlizzCon and then try and sing about it. Yeah, no, it'd be better to break out in song at BlizzCon. And, like, during a panel, like, when you're asking a question, you start singing, and then there's, like, 20 plants in the audience who are your chorus, and they back you up, and the whole question is, like, an audio production. It'd be awesome. That's how you do it. I am glad you at least said that you had, you know, a a chorus, because you could be shut down quite easily by someone on the panel just, you know, throwing a can of cola at you or something. No, I think they'd let it go. They want it (laughs) They're pretty. They are very indulgent at BlizzCon. I've been watching them the past couple, you know, past day, and I'll be watching them today as well over that uh, that internet ticket thing they do, the streaming. And they are very. They let people just go with their questions, even when you when you have the person who's talking like this and very slowly getting to his point over the course of three rambling paragraphs about how the lore in the third book of the 14th cycle of Ravana needs to be backed up and reconciled with the current patch of the game, you know, that sort of stuff. They just let them go, and then they answer their question. They take it seriously, and you, know, you got to appreciate a company that will indulge its fans that much. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sorry, just having a bad flashback to when I was sitting in the audience for some of uh, CCP stuff back in 2006. Sitting I in remember... the audience? Yeah, I was I was at their fan festival in 2006. Oh, cool. I was just, ah, uh, there were some really winding questions. <laughs> just get to the point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> You know, fortunately, they haven't been winding this year so much, which I thought was impressive. They've just been, they're just long and slow and poorly phrased because they're nerds who don't know how to act in front of 10,000 people watching them ask a question, which, you know, who does, right? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Except everybody else in line. All right. So every MMORPGs this time of year do something special, except it isn't special because they all do it. It's all time for them to do Halloween stuff. So I'm going to take you through a quick list of all the MMOs that you might be subscribed to that are doing Halloween things so you don't miss your chance. So first off, we got Age of Conan doing one from the 22nd to the 2nd of November. 22nd of October, 2nd of November. Um, They've got uh, Lost Souls thing you get loot. Aeon's got one from the 27th of October to November 10th. They've got a Harvest Revel. um, More, you know, get candy. City Heroes, October 21st to October 31st. Uh, You get to Trick or Treat get prizes and of course candy everquest 2 october 14th to november 8th they've got night of the knights of the dead so there's costumes items quests and events scary surprises doesn't sound like there's candy free realms all throughout october they've got a large number of activities costumes parties trick-or-treating which i assume means candy and vampires versus werewolves dance off which that just sounds actually rather awesome (laughs) (laughs) if we're gonna settle the question of vampires versus werewolves let's do it with a dance-off i like that all right guild wars october 21st to november 2nd mad king thorn um is returning to tyria he's gonna show up and i guess you can kill him maybe there's treats so i assume that means candy there's quests um but uh, no new quests as of the writing of this article a few days ago lineage 2 october 22nd 26th to 28th this is the narrowest window on the list um you can encounter an lp and if you discover and if you whisper the secret halloween phrase to it you'll be transported to a room full of loot filled goodness no mention if that loot filled goodness includes candy or what the secret Halloween phrase is. It's only two days. You better get on top of the Lineage 2 one. 
World of Warcraft. Finally, they're doing their Halloween's Hallow's End Festival. Um, same as all every other year. Um, you go and fight the Headless Horseman, and you get different loot drops like a pet or the Headless Horseman Horseman's Mount, which is a convertible. It can either ride around on the ground or take off in fl- zones where you can fly and become a flying mount. I, I just got this um, on my second attempt this year, so I finally have that mount. That's a pretty cool mount. And you can go trick-or-treating. I can confirm there is candy and lots of it to the point where you get an achievement if you eat too much of it. And uh, there's achievements and all that good stuff. So there's your Halloween event roundup in the MMORPG space. See, do you know if Eve does something for Halloween? Uh, I don't think they do, actually. Yeah, Unless someone, sense. of course, wants to uh, Do you trick-or-treat at every station one. or something, you know? Uh, uh, just as a side note, the City of Heroes one, uh, I have an active City of Heroes one. The other thing, including uh, Trick or Treat, is the um, periodic zombie invasions. Oh, periodic zombie invasions. Sweet. That, that works. Yep. Uh, so after they incorporated them the first time, which I think was three years ago, uh, they became a sort of semi-regular event. But however, they happen a lot more often during the, uh, the, the build-up to Halloween. Cool. So if you, if you are a current subscriber to City of Heroes and you feel like beating up some zombies, yeah. if you're just not stay where you are and they'll come to you. Yeah, if you're not completely <laughs> sick of zombies at this point, um, where do you have to stay? Just stay where you are, they'll eventually find you. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> That's good news. <laughs> yeah, basically, they invade on a, on a sort of if uh, they invade on a kind of zone per zone basis. If, okay. If you're in a if you're in a zone during an invasion, if you just stand still, you'll be ambushed by about eight of them. Just rising up from the ground. Oh, wonderful. Uh, let's see. Ramsey in the chat room lets us know Fantasy on- Star Online is also doing Halloween events, but it's only on private servers because the official servers are shut down and have been so for a while. So does that include like that 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 unlimited game or is this... Oh, this is like the original Fantasy Star Online? The original Fantasy Star Online, <laughs> yeah. Yep, you know the sequel's going to be out soon. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's still there's still uh, there's still stuff running for the original, uh, even though it's so old. <laughs> Private servers, though, that's cheating. Right. Well, it's not as though they can do much with the no, official servers closed. Not. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder how they made those. All right, World of Warcraft. In the speaking of MMO RPG news, since it is BlizzCon this weekend, there's a little bit of news for World of Warcraft. Uh, the big thing they announced is that you can beat pre-order. Um, the upcoming Cataclysm expansion, so you can have it preloaded and ready to go as soon as the clock ticks um, midnight on December 7th, which I assume means midnight like in the morning of December 7th. It's a very confusing time frame for people. Um, technically, it should mean the morning of December 7th. So as soon as that clock ticks, you should be able to get into the game if you pre-order or do their digital thing. But there's no mention of getting like the collector's items this way. So it sounds like... If you want the collector's stuff, which a lot of people do, you're stuck with a physical copy. Um, so Not that that's a bad thing. I like having physical copies. Yeah, but you have to wait editions. longer to get it. Like, I pre-ordered it on Amazon, and they were promising me release day delivery originally. And here's the thing. Now that they finally got a date, they no longer list release day de- delivery on their page. <laughs> so if I try to go and pre-order at a GameStop today, they're going to laugh at me and say, ha, 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 we only had like five copies available. They've been reserved for forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what to do about that. I was fine with the last Blizzard product, product to come out, but then again, I did pre-order that in a, in a store rather than online. So. Mm, maybe I should try Best Buy. They usually end up having extra copies. The stupid thing about the Blizzard collectible products is they're hard to find the first week, then they get easier to find in weeks two and three. 
The problem is you <laughs> want to get that now because as soon as it's out because you want to start playing. And it's hard to wait two or three weeks with an MMO. So, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, many, many Blizzard products. If you don't care about the collector's edition, this sounds like the way to do it. You just go give them your money directly and they unlock it on your account. Kind of sucks that there's no discount for avoiding the whole retail chain, but, you know, what are you going to do? That's the way the gaming <laughs> business works now. Diablo 3, speaking, you know, also had something going on at BlizzCon, and that was the revelation of the fifth and final class, the Demon Hunter. So they've got a nice video posted on their site um, about explaining, kind of showing the backstory of the Demon Hunter, um, how they are the only class that uh, they're not born into. You know, if you're the other classes, like the Witch Doctor or the Wizard or whatever, you're born into that. Like, that's an inherited position, you know, but based on your, your, your birthright. This class, the Demon Hunter, is something anyone can become. So it's usually something where people who were, a little bit of lore for you, people who... You know, they're discovered by other demon hunters and are trained up, usually in an experience where they stand up to a bunch of demons and you know they don't get themselves killed. And then the demon hunter finds them and says, you should be a demon hunter, and they train them and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, so that's a fun-looking class. It's a ranged class. They use dual ballistas. So, you know, if you, if you miss your Amazon how from Diablo 2... How do you reload? I don't know how you reload, but they do it. <laughs> I think they've also announced, um, along with it, uh, that there will be a six-month-long beta for Diablo 3. Did they announce that? It's, I'm, I'm looking through other... I've got other new sort of sources for information. Apparently, yeah, well, I was watching all of BlizzCon, I didn't hear that announced, so that's cool. You mentioned that? Yeah. Maybe they... You know, I skipped the little between-session sh- between interviews they were doing with certain people, because I don't like the people doing the interviews. Uh, they so, may have mentioned it there. Yeah, exactly. So that's interesting. About the, okay, well, well, we'll list that as an official... We'll list that as a rumor for the moment. But yes, they someone has mentioned that um, there is a potential very long beta for Diablo 3 to get lots of feedback. Well, it, so worked well for, um, it worked well Starcraft. for uh, StarCraft 2, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It would not be surprising, but again, with Blizzard, don't count on anything, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Blizzard time, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Uh, so that's Diablo 3 for you, and if anything else awesome happens at BlizzCon, we'll let you know, but I don't think there will be, because... um, She still looks too much like a friggin' night elf. Chris Metzen came on and was interviewed, and he said, no, no, that was our big announcements. That was it. Yeah, BlizzCon's over now, folks. Just, just go home. Uh, there's some, there's some minor stuff about WoW, about dungeons and and you know graveyard placements and this and that and the other thing, but they're not that important. Now I can't remember them all. All right, so Ease Ulfenfeldana. That's the upcoming um, Ease game, which is a remake of. Isn't it a Ease remake? Three. Ease three. Ease yeah. three. And that's coming to PSP. It'll be out on November 2nd. They're announcing that, uh, well, first of all, it's out on November 2nd, as well as the fact that there's going to be collector's edition. Yay! You can buy on Amazon, GameStop, VideoGamesPlus.ca for you Canadians out there for $39.99. And it's uh, going to include a soundtrack CD and a 4-inch by 6-inch 2011 desktop calendar. Um, I'm glad there's a soundtrack CD because the calendar doesn't sound very interesting to me. But it does have a it does it does all sort of double up as a as an art book. I oh, think. Okay. Book, well, that's cool. Well, I, probably not as many pictures as you get in an art book because it's like a calendar. So there's probably like what twelve. Well, no. If it was a proper it was a proper desk calendar, it would have 365. Oh <laughs> no way! You think it's like that? Who knows? 
a day a day by day that would be fantastic there's no way that would be awesome uh, if it, if it is like that it will be awesome otherwise yeah. it's mad yeah <laughs> I, I i sincerely doubt that but that would be fantastic oh uh, and if you don't feel like waiting for ease of the Felgana, um i can i've got another game that you can wait even longer for so that doesn't make sense so arrowhead <laughs> game studios announced that it's dungeon crawler it's uh it's a diablo like co-op game gonna be out in P- on pc in january 2011 uh, one to four we- players they are all wizards they sling spells about and there's a trailer you can see on our webpage if you look for the put on your robe and wizard hat and magica story which has that title um (laughs) i think that yeah i don't know who let that one slide yeah i don't know (laughs) all right so apparently um you get to make uh spell combinations with using 12 different elements and you want to make the proper spells for the situation so that's really cool we got a video up where they talk about the element system so you can go check that out um it's only gonna be 10 bucks so who you just give it a try it's a diablo like game it'll tide you over till torchlight 2 comes out so check that out in january 2011 i'm excited already gotta try this out um for 10 bucks why not why not right do you agree do you disagree yep. bored already no i no, i I'm, are I'm you agree. bored of Is dragon it? age 2 information uh, oh, you are all right. So this story know, is terrible just, for I've, you. I've heard the stories of 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 how many people died to 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 get this information to peel this information out of the BioWare forums. <laughs> is that I don't know how this happened, but we have like this huge huge story listing. I don't know where we got it from, or if if Becky know, went out uh, and got Fred, all this info Fred, herself, or what. Credit it all to Becky. Uh, yeah. She did a lot of work digging out the information, which it's, meant braving the depths. The, the dark, dark depths of the Bioware official forums for information. Wow. So Becky put together all, like, the released info she could find in the Bioware forums. So we got info, like, how the Dragon Age 2 narrative structure works, which we've talked about in the podcast before. How there's no canon ending to Dragon Age Origins, so it's going to import your save game. Um, you know, telling you where the game takes place, about the main character. It's a long, long article. I suggest I suggest you go to our news page and look for the Dragon Age 2 story and just read it if you want info. Um, you could consider it potential... Um, um, oh, Flemeth is returning. That <laughs> That's, and she's going to be voiced by Kate Mulgrew again. Yay. Wait, Kate Mulgrew was in that? Yeah, she was the she was the voice of Flemeth. I never played Dragon Age Origins. Oh, you should just because the Voyager captain's there. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first things they showed was a fight against Flemeth that you can optionally choose to do. Which I wonder how that works if you make that decision. But um, yeah, she looks different in this game. I probably shouldn't be looking at this. This might be a spoiler for me. All right. So uh, anyway, lots of info about uh, Dragon Age Two. There you go, and. PC version, rumors that the player must click on enemies for every attack are untrue. Characters will auto-attack if the player right-clicks on the enemy. Okay. And PC version, oh, this is good info about the PC version. I will read some of this. In the PC version, there will be a tactical camera during battles that can be detached from the main character and used to examine the battlefield while issuing orders. Player will not be able to zoom out on far as far on the battlefield as they could in Origins, however. Um... Ooh, the PC and console versions will have the same basic combat engine, but the interface and UI will be changed to be most appropriate to the respective platform. Eee, that kind of answers that question about how the combat system kind of works. Mm. Okay, so go read about that. And uh, I posted the link in chat. Go hopefully read. there'll be better tactics 
they say. And talent trees will have branching paths and this and then the other thing. There will be no collector's edition, um, but <clears throat> as we already reported, there's a signature edition, which you can go by, you know, if you pre-order, you get to go do that. So, yay, Dragon Age 2. I should pre-order that, shouldn't I? Yeah. You probably should. I probably should. All right. In the meantime, I can go, while waiting for Dragon Age 2, I can go way back in my RPG playing history for, like, the second or third RPG I played. Is it? Maybe the third or fourth, but it's, it's up there. And play this again on Virtual Console. That's right. It's Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Ooh, going way back here. <clears throat> I think after I did Final Fantasy and finished that off, I tried Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Not as good. <laughs> I'll just say that. It's kind of like, you know, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest feels kind of like an indie game take on an RPG. It's like you could tell it's a little bit more budget and a little bit more. They just had some more fun with it and the story's not as deep or anything. And, uh, yeah, it's a Super Nintendo RPG. It was kind of like my first Final Fantasy because it was, it was pretty easy and the story wasn't too involved or anything like that. So you just uh, you just played it and it was very, very easy and you level up your weapons and stuff. Some decent music at parts. So you can go you can go check that out now for 800 Wii points, which is probably a bit much for Mystic no, Quest. It wasn't, uh, for us, it wasn't actually called Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. What was it called? Mystic Quest Legend. Mystic Quest Legend. There you to go. Avoid, uh, according to Wiki, to avoid confusion with Final Fantasy Adventure, which released in Europe as Mystic Quest. Yeah. <laughs> what the it, it's, it's confusing. Final Fantasy Adventure being It should have just been uh, called uh, Secret of Mana 1 or something. Taken <laughs> Densetsu. Oh, yes. Very confusing. Uh, so there's a... So that this has nothing to do with Secret of Mana, just to be clear. This is a not actually a Final Fantasy game. It's it's a very, uh, yeah, it was desi- designed to enter the US RPG market. It was very, very, very easy. There you go for it game. And uh, it is uh, it is what it is. For 10 bucks, I think it's a bit much. It's kind of a $5 game if you ask me. But uh, if you want to try it out, you haven't played it, it won't take you long to get through. So go check it out on your virtual console if you've always been curious. Some people really have fond memories of it, um, but... It's like I said. I think well, a lot of that's it, because it, it, I played it at a it, very formative age. <laughs> yeah, it would kind of be the case, I think, for any um, RPG in which you would kind of consider your your first one. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, when it wasn't my first one, I was kind of disappointed compared to some of the others I'd already played. All, all the ones, all the ones you played, sort of when you started. As yeah, it were. So no, first, you're right. Second, you're right. Third, <laughs> rolling onwards from there. It would have probably been second, wouldn't it? It was one of the first Super Nintendo... It was probably the first Super Nintendo RPG I played. That would make sense, considering when I got that. Yeah. Hmm. But I got the Super Nintendo a little late, but that's because I was a kid, and I didn't get to choose to get consoles on release date. Yep. I didn't have the money for that. I know I know the feeling. Yeah. Oh, speaking of people who picked up Fallout New Vegas on release date, um, they're having fun with some bugs, which I think have been mostly patched now. Right? Bugs, bugs in a in a in a Bethesda, in a Bethesda game? game, yeah. Shock uh, horror. I didn't I didn't actually include a story on that because exactly it's bugs in a Bethesda game. I, we kind of expect them to have bugs and not to really bother fixing them. Well, to this well, day, also, I think uh, there's only one patch for Oblivion, isn't there? I I don't Maybe know actually. Two? <laughs> so. 
Right. So, uh, yeah, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas DLC is exclusive to the 360, apparently. Yeah, check that out. So, 360 exclusive DLC. Um, do, we don't yeah. know um, if it's coming to PC, even. Now, for, the, for, for Fallout 3, didn't, uh, we, we got it on the PC as well. And the PS3 should, version came out many, many, many know, months does, later. Does the PC? Do you have the PC version of Fallout New Vegas? Uh, I don't know. I haven't finished Fallout Three, so I did not buy Fallout New Vegas. Okay. I was what a, um, someone who knows. Um, does Fallout New Vegas on the PC use um, uh, Steamworks? Mike's, no, uh, Mike's um, Windows games for games. Windows Live. No, yeah. I don't believe it does. But uh, Fallout Fallout, New... Fallout Three did. I have the PC version of Fallout 3 in it. Yeah, did. it did. Yeah. No, uh, Fallout think- New, New Vegas is using Steamworks. Mm. Yeah. So then that actually might mean that uh, the New Vegas DLC doesn't make it to the PC. Potentially, yeah. I mean, if they've got mm. some sort of Xbox Live exclusivity, we'll have to wait for when the PC, PS3 owners get it. Isn't yep. that great? Oh, well, it's good for me because I'm not well, getting I'm, to it anytime I, I'm, soon. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm waiting, I'm, waiting, uh, I'm waiting for the inevitable Game of the Year edition on that one. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's a great idea. I didn't really like the... Manny loved the collector's edition for Fallout New Vegas. I kind of didn't, so I didn't pick it up. So I think waiting for the Game of the Year edition is totally the way to go. Yeah, and I got, a, I, got a, I got a different non-RPG game on Friday. To though I, you know, I don't think there will be, though. Why would there be a game of the year edition for like a game that's not even being developed by the primary developer for the system for the not, for the series? I, no, don't let things like that get in the way of them making game of the year editions for anything. For New Vegas, though, is that really going to be a game of the year this year? Contender. Uh, I mean, well, Civ Five should have a game of the year edition. Starcraft Two could have a game of the year edition, though it ironically probably won't. Um, but Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> well, arguably, some of the games, some of the games that have received Game of the Year editions, didn't really need them. All right. I can't think of any examples off the top what of my head. What do we moment. have that came out this year that's like big? Halo Reach that won't get a Game of the Year edition, will it? No, they don't do that. Probably not. Um, <laughs> was, Ma- was Mass Effect two last year? No, that was this year, February. Uh, that might get one. Yeah, that's probably going to get one. <laughs> Let's be honest. Dragon Age got Did- one. Did it? Okay. Um, yeah, it includes uh, Origins and Awakenings and all the DLC. So it's Crap. a really, really good Game of the Year edition because it's got a lot of DLC in it. Um, mm, I don't think they're selling that. I don't think I, I've, I've, I was checking for to see if I could find Dragon Age the original. I don't think I saw copies of the of the Game of the Year edition, just the regular Dragon Age. I'll have to go and double check that. I don't know if it's out yet. Oh really? Oh, okay. Let's see. I don't mind explaining it then. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it must not be Fair out enough. yet. Yeah, nobody else in the chat room seems to know. So, uh, if, if 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 it's not coming out yet, then I'll wait until the Dragon Age Game of the Year edition comes out and pick it up. Pick it up then. I, but we had stories on it recently, and that's what's bugging me. And I'm trying to remember when we last heard about it. August. There was a story. Wow. Okay. Someone can tell us, I hope. <laughs> Dragon Age Origins. Nah, you know, I'm going to go to the Dragon Age Origins webpage. And uh, the, chat, the chat room is busy uh, having uh, Mystic Quest nostalgia. Aw, that's cute. 
Hmm. Yeah, I guess... Uh, oh, yeah, you know, the, the Witchcraft add-on only came out a few weeks ago, so they're probably going to wait a while before they pop out a Game of the Year edition. Probably. But I think they have one planned, so... Hmm. Because I'm change. pretty sure we covered it on this show <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> probably, That's why I say did. that. <laughs> oh, what else I got? What have I got for you people at home? I have... Oh, nothing else. Um, so let's talk about Costume Quest. Did you pick this up yet? No, I have not. Uh, however, if you have not read um, RP Gamer's review of Costume Quest, go do it now! I cannot stress this enough. Go and read that review. Yes, it's a, a great review where Adrian and uh, Sam reviewed it together like two fighting siblings. Because apparently that's very appropriate to the spirit of the game. So it's well written. Go check it out. And uh, go play the game, too. It's got a three and a half out of five. Adorable story. Creative concept that's too darn short. Perfectly recreates a typical sibling relationship, but there's no manual save. And then the next two bullet points are mom loves me the most. And then no mom loves me the most. Which, okay, yes. Um, So there you go. That's uh, Costume Quest. I don't think it takes that long to play. It's like 10 or 15 bucks on PSN in Xbox 360. Go check it out. It's from Double Fine, the people who brought you Brutal Legend and the pedigree that bought... Oh, I guess Psychonauts, too, so check that yep, out. Yep, Psychonauts. Um, and if that doesn't hit you, how about Pokemon Ranger? Just, you know, the game that lets you try and scratch your DS screen by drawing circles on it. Uh, <laughs> three and a half out of five for this one as well, so apparently it's just as good as Costume Quest. Changes to Poke Assists are excellent. I hope people who played the other Rangers know what that means. Ranger signs provide a new facet of gameplay. A ukulele Pichu is a terrific mascot character. That does sound like a terrific mascot character. Ukulele, a Pichu with a ukulele. A smidgen on the tight side has become a running gag. I don't know what that means. Um, game is too easy. <laughs> um, excessive use of legendary Pokemon dulls their impact. So there's Pokemon Ranger for you. Um... I honestly not, don't know what you're, you're really doing in these games other than spin around and try and capture Pokemon. To be really honest, if you're a diehard Pokemon fan, it's probably more aimed that way. Yeah, probably. You can go yeah. play that beat-em-up that came to WiiWare. <laughs> the Pokemon beat-em-up. I love that. Uh, got some info on Dragon Age Origins thing, so this is embarrassing. It's coming out next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Says, well, hey, what do you know? <laughs> Octo- says Ramsey, um, but I'm going to go check this on GameStop, see if they've got a release date, because they may not be accurate release dates, but if it is coming out next week, they'd have it, so let's see. Um, Sean White Skateboarding, no, that's not it. Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition, there it is, so. Ooh, coming Ultimate out Edition. Ultimate Edition. Not, not Game of the Year, but no, Ultimate, Ultimate Edition. But this is, of course, the US. I have no idea if this is going to help you out at all, John. I will. I will endeavor to check my uh, check the shops during next week and report back on next. Podcast. Don't you have websites that you could go to to do that? Yeah. Well, you know, people and people You're just like going to waste the well. gas to go down to the shop. I walk. <laughs> All of the shops that I can, I go buy games from are within walking distance. Are you in a village? No, I do not live in a village. Do I live in a city. Down, do you walk down to a well to get your water? <laughs> What is your equivalent of GameStop in the UK? Um, I'm just trying to think what our major, our major retailers. Um, we've got Game, which is... Oh, is this have... game.co.uk? 
Yeah, do you have um, Electronics Boutique still um, in the GameStop US? bottom. Ah, Electronics Boutique, because um, Game bought... Uh, all of the Electronics Boutiques that were in this country were turned into Game a few years ago. Ooh, here you go. October Sorry. 29th for you. Ah, fair enough. Um, That's cause according they, they, to game.co.uk. So. Yeah, they prefer releasing things on Fridays. See, Release- would, you, would you get this on PC or 360? Oh, PC. We don't have a 360 in the pounds 99 Yeah, not bad. I think that's how you say it. Is that how you say it? 19.99 pounds? What would you say? 19 pounds 99 Okay, I got it right. I'll just say 20 quid. 20, I don't know what a quid is. A quid is British slang for a pound. Like Can 10 I just quid. say 20 pounds then? Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> why would I say 20 quid? Because you're trying to you're trying to imitate being British. Oh, okay. So in game at game, it's normally twenty five quid, but they're saving five dollars for pre ordering. So you might want to look into doing that if you're going to do enough. that. That's that's a great. Pr- well, I don't wait. What is that in American? Let's see. Convert twenty five uh. quid to dollars. Let's see if Google <laughs> handles this. No, it doesn't. Twenty five. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Pounds. Two dollars, thirty nine point one seven dollars. So, hmm, it's not all that great of a price, actually. <laughs> That's the same price. Yes. So I guess it being the same price is good, unlike in Japan or Australia where the prices go wildly different. Uh, yeah, I've, I always have a problem with Japanese prices because I've, I, 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 um, as, as a big importer, it tends to sting my wallet quite. I can imagine. Much. You know, I have to buy the Jap- buy the Japanese buy the buy the game itself, and then pay fifteen quid or whatever to have it sent over to the, the UK. And some some sites don't won't send any so- current generation Sony products to you Europe. So, which is a really just ah, annoying. All right, Uh, I think that wraps us up for news and reviews. So I've got some release dates for you. In addition to the Dragon Age Ultimate Edition, which isn't on our page, which kind of, oops, it should be on our page. We've got a couple other games coming out next week that you probably care about and been waiting for. First off, ZHP, Unlosing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is Such a P- good that is a great title. That is the PSP game where you're the hero that the first one gets hit by a car and killed. Which figure that one out, and then you have to take over for him. And there's you know it's a strategy. Is it a is it a strategy RPG or no, not? It's a roguelike. It's a More. roguelike. Oh great, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Actually, <laughs> I don't that's like like. it's actually pretty good from what I've heard. Okay, <laughs> a roguelike though, man. Michael will like it. He likes those. I can't. I've heard. I've heard good things. Okay. Well, I hope it's good. There's a scene where the guy's riding a turtle, or is that an enemy? I don't even know. I don't think uh, uh, I don't think ZHP is actually. I. I don't think it even exists on on anything Europe. I'm trying to find it on game again. I just can't find it. It may not have a European release. Actually, it's certainly possible. Um, I mean, these these particular games are very regional. Publisher I, not that it actually matters too much because the um, the, uh, the with the PSP being not region locked means that those of us that do wish to play it can probably just uh, import it from America. So you just need to convert your twenty five quid to something American, and then you can yep. do it, right? 
Okay. Much. Got it. How much does a PSP game cost you to import? Uh, it depends. Mostly depends on how much it costs. Um, just run it through a handy. Well, I mean, a, normal ones are like forty bucks American. So. Uh, let's see, forty, forty American dollars to pounds. Uh, twenty-five quid. 25 yeah, well, then the import fees or shipping and all that is what I was wondering. Yeah, and then what? Five quid maybe on top of that to have it shipped over. Uh, any any other increase in fees would be caused by um, customs. But I think the most you'll see a PSP game released for in the UK is about thirty-five pounds. Mm. So, uh, whereas cons- new new console releases are usually forty pounds normally. Okay. Uh, oh, and Blizzard put StarCraft 2 out at £40. That's a lot. PC, PC games normally retail £30, sometimes 35 I think Civ 5 and some of the big releases this year were at 35 Oh, nice. And then Blizzard come on and put £5 Blizzard tax. <laughs> That's too bad, because I don't know that they... Oh, wait, they did. They were more expensive here, too. I believe yeah. it wasn't StarCraft 2, like, 70 quid... Uh, sorry, $70 at retail. Uh, no, it was, like, 60 but, yeah. Okay. Still sounds Amazon, quite high. It is, because normally PC games are forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Let's let, let me verify this right now for all the people yelling in their TV. Or their TV, their... Their iPods. Uh, unfortunately, the last, yeah. the last fifty nine ninety nine, and usually you'll see a PC game come out at forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, the last, the last game I think I actually bought physically in America was Final Fantasy Eleven, and that was back in two thousand and three. Yeah, that so, would have also cost fifty nine ninety nine. It did. It, no, no, that one actually oh, wait, cost wait, wait, me fifty. Wait, eleven. I'm sorry, you're right. That would have been yeah. fifty because on PC that cost me yep. fifty dollars plus seven dollars sales tax, which snuck up on me because. Um, you guys add on tax at the register, whereas with us, we have the tax on the prices on the shelf. Yeah. So, I don't know why I don't know why you guys are confusing yeah. like that. Because every state has different taxes. That is true. That's yes, why. Where we just have our, our, our VAT. Wow, there's like <laughs> this huge Blizzard Entertainment DVD collection. Cutscenes <laughs> for Diablo 2, Warcraft 3, and StarCraft. eighty three ninety eight. That seems way overpriced for that. I think you can get all three for what ten dollars each, five pounds each game. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, even if they're remastered, that's this must be overpriced because it's out of print or something. Mm, I have, and I already have three copies of StarCraft. I don't need any more. Well, it's just the it's just the cinematics, <laughs> but eighty three ninety eight is crazy. Hmm. Ooh, World hmm. of Warcraft Cataclysm Collector's Edition. Uh, Amazon no longer has any available. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> we have exhausted our inventory. Click here to do the normal version. Yeah, I pre-ordered on Amazon like months and mu- on August eighteenth, um, hmm, day before my birthday. Like as soon as I heard they had it available. Um, yeah, probably a wise move. I don't know when it's going to show up though. It's I'd, really bugging the hell out of me. Can somebody do some Amazon digging and figure out when I'm going to get my game? If I'm going to have to wait two days before I can play my game, please tell me. Tell me more. I don't know. Damn it. They used to say it was release day. Now they don't. I hate this. The regular edition is release day delivery. So what does that mean? What does it mean? <laughs> I should just email them, shouldn't I? Maybe they'll get back to me next year. 
Oh, uh, no. Last game, last game, I forked uh, myself and a housemate forked huge quantities of money out over four for a collector's edition. I think then eventually ended up did getting delayed. Oh. Uh, still don't know when it's coming out yet. Which one? Uh, Blast Blue Continuum Shift. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that? that's been a while. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> I mean, it was it was scheduled. It's scheduled to come out uh, next Wednesday. It is. But I received an email recently saying that it had been delayed. To just sometime soon. <laughs> Ramsey says GameStop still has collector's editions for a while available on their website. Go look there. No, no, I mean, I already have it pre-ordered from Amazon. If I'm getting it from a website, no, that I'll get it more addressed at the, uh, that was more addressed at the chat room in general. If you want the WoW, if you want the WoW, yeah, go look at that. Like, yeah. I don't think up. anybody does. They don't like us talking about WoW. So we should talk about what we played this week. Um, and I played a number of things this week. Of course, Extra Life was part of that, but... Um, the day after Extra Life, I got Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yeah, oh, damn you. Oh, it's such a great game. It's so polished. So, 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 so polished. And I'm pleased to report that there is more difficulty and complexity than is that in that one demo level that you've seen videos for everywhere. So there's more to do, and it gets harder to collect everything as you go along. And it's so polished. It is so... Every aspect of this thing is buffed to, like, a perfect shine. I, this It's so unbelievably cute. And there's optional stuff to do, like if you you have to if you do really well on the bosses, you unlock extra levels, which give you extra like pieces of furniture and stuff for your house and stuff like that. But I mean, the, the main point is extra levels to play through. And uh, so uh, you are Kirby, you 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 are made of yarn. You swing around <laughs> killing stuff with a little star on a rope that you've got, and 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 grabbing on stuff. And you've you've seen the videos for this. It's like you're in an actual fabric world. You are unzipping things. Level pieces of the level are hidden behind stuff you have to unzip or tug across or stitch together. Um, and then every so often uh, in levels, Kirby turns into like something awesome, like a big tank that shoots out missiles or a UFO saucer that can collect gems and, and pick up enemies and stuff like that and like absorb them and then admit like a shock attack. Uh, there's all these different things that Kirby can turn into that are awesome. They're well done that you don't expect them. And then you're like, this is so fun. And they just keep changing things on you. Um, I'm sure it's not as good as like Super Mario Galaxy 2 just based on how people are talking about it. And this is kind of like just, this is good, solid platforming. Right, but it's a with Kirby game, cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're not absorbing enemies like a typical Kirby game, and you're not, um, f- you know, puff flying through the air. But you can float and parachute down through the air, which is nice. I mean, the idea is that Kirby can't absorb anything because he's just a piece of thread. He has no um, real body to hold air in. So it doesn't explain how he still breathes, but um, whatever. Uh because he does, and it's kind of weird. There's the, we got still... the most adorable storyboard scenes. It's like a children's storybook with a narrator who narrates all the cutscenes for you. Oh, God. And it's like your dad's reading to you. It's so okay. Fantastic. The only the only thing that would make that more awesome is if the narrator was like Patrick Stewart or something. No, they didn't get Patrick Stewart. They didn't get Stephen Fry. But um, he's a competent narrator, um, and he, you know, he's like. Kirby was looking for a piece of cake, you know, and it's like stuff like that. And it's just fantastic how they do that. Well, it's like, it's very fitting. For, for those, for the small quantity of listeners who come, who come from Europe, Kirby's Epic Yarn still has no confirmed release date oh, in Europe. Oh, that's terrible. You guys the need one, this game. The one website that, um, the one sort of website that you can pre-order it from that does actually list a concrete date is still saying March next year. 
And uh, you know, it's one of the few games on the Wii where you're not like, oh, this. If this was on an HD console, this would be. No, it's like, no, it fits perfect. The graphics are just right. So it's like, even if we we're on HD console, it would still want to look like this. So it, it's just, it's just so perfect. It fits the Wii well. It fits Kirby well, and it's very cute. It's very adorable. Um, yeah, it's not quite as addictive as a game like Civ Five or something that you might be playing, but still, what a solid game. Check it out if you get get a chance to. Um, at least rent it, play like the first world or two, and and you'll get the you'll get the point, right? Um, yeah. Is that your that your pick then? Yeah, um, that's one of my picks. I also played Enslaved. You played I this one at all? Uh, no, I haven't. We we're still on the fence on this one. Oh, this is good. Um, I was playing this, and you know what it is? It's like playing that Prince of Persia game from two thousand eight. And uh, oh, the one where you're doing all the acrobatics and stuff and jumping around. And I really liked that game. And this has a lot of that in it, along with a big, strong combat system where you actually have a good combat system and fighting robots and stuff like that. Um, very well done cinematic opening s- sequence and just such a great beginning to the game. They handled it so well. The story's great. The game's very polished, looks solid. Um, the combat's getting a little boring in some places for me, but um, the platforming I think is solid. And and doing all the, you know, the more acrobatic style platforming like that you did in the Prince of Persia thing is just really fun to watch and 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 experience. Um, you know, it's not as challenging because it, it has to do a lot to autocorrect for you in order to make a platforming game in that Prince of Persia style. But uh, since I loved that Prince of Persia game, it, it works well for me. Um, I guess I'm kind of, for people who aren't familiar with the game, um, you play, this is based on the Sayuki tale. If you remember the Sayuki Journey to the West RPG that came out a while ago, that was based on the same Chinese myth that this is based on. Also the same myth that Dragon Ball was based on. Um, I don't know really how, it's kind of more of a thematic based on, you know, um, the characters are based on characters from that and there's elements that show up. Um, How much to say on this? Basically, you are coming to... uh, you you are like on a slave ship and you you basically the ship crashes on a planet and you find out what planet that is and you're like what's going on here and it's a post-apocalyptic story and they reveal bits and pieces of story for you as you go along um your character's name is monkey and you have um what's her name uh I can't remember the girl's name right now, uh, but you need to help protect her a little bit, but she can help protect herself as well, so it's not like eco or anything like that. But uh, you need to work together with her skills, the platforming, and combat all together to clear through the levels and uh, escape all these evil robots that are trying to kill you and stuff like that. And the boss battles are really cool, and there's a great um, boss challenge. and It's not really a boss battle, but a boss challenge, a puzzle challenge to help take out a boss that was happening over top of a stage, like in a, in a, uh, like a musical theater and stuff. So you're going, doing all this great jumping around on lighting grids and stuff. And so it was, it was doing a good job of taking a traditional like lever puzzle and like, I need to hit this one, then this one, then this one, but integrating it into a real world place in a pretty good way that felt didn't, didn't make you feel like you were just playing a boring lever puzzle so much. So, um, I have to say right now I'm recommending it. Lots of jumping, lots of combat, lots of uh, fun traversal levels. Hardcore people might be upset that it's kind of hard to die. And when you (laughs) do die, you just kind of go back to a very quick checkpoint. And um, it's not like, you know, you get a game over. Some people are annoyed when you don't have a game over screen. That's just something that they like to have. And this game doesn't have it. So if that bugs you, you might find that annoyance with that. That doesn't bug me. 
Um, sound is good. Game's good. The graphics are great. And uh, enjoying this one. Go check it out. Go watch some videos of it. Or, or go give it a try. I think it has a demo. Just try the demo. It should be a little good idea. To give you yes, a I believe it does have a demo. Yeah. Um, the other one I've been playing, um, Game Dev Story on the iPad. Or iPhone, rather. This is the last one. Um, <clears throat> this is a great little iPhone, iPad game where you, it's a simulation game where you control a game studio and are, are picking what titles you're going to play and, and you're leveling up your team, um, your, your development team and, and recruiting and hiring new people. And when you make a game, so like here, let me, let me get this up here and I can help you uh, figure out what's going on here. Um, so I'm going to play... So you pick up, you, you, you name your game development studio, and then you're the guy in charge of it. So you get to choose everything that's going on here. So I'm going to pick up the, the, the thing and, and say, I'm going to develop a new game. So I need to choose what's, what platform is my game going to be on. Is it going to be on the, the let's see, the, a PC game, which has pretty much 0% market share? <laughs> Poor PC. <laughs> the Play Status 2 by Sony. Not Sony, but Sony. Um, the Microx 480 by Microx. Um, not to be confused with the Xbox. The Whoops by Intendro. Um, the Harpo Drive by Senga. Yeah, so there's all these weird consoles that are riffs off uh, console developers or consoles that have been out for a while. Um, so you can... Uh, wow, that's an expense. The Play Popo X. $99 <laughs> billion dollars to license that. Um, anyway, uh, the Mini Status, which is like a PSP. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it the mini status? Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. The Nintendo DM, which is like the DS, and uh, and so forth. So I can choose to do one of those, and uh, I'll, I'll let's see. I'm gonna pay for the license negotiation. Yeah, all right. I've got enough capital. Thanks for the license. Develop some great games. You can build your own console when you get far enough in the game. So I'm gonna play for the. I'm gonna make for the Nintendo DM. And then I can choose a genre. Do I want to make an RPG game, a simulation game, a sim RPG, a tabletop game, an action game, an online RPG, an online sim? So I get to choose the genre. And these open up as you uh, train your staff and send them on different things. Like if they go uh, play, watch anime, you'll open up like the high school genre and stuff like that. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Just how they, how they have this stuff open up. I'm going to make an audio novel. And I'm going to make it uh, the type. Um, it could be a samurai audio novel, a pirate, comedy, horror, convenience store. It's gonna be, I'm going to make a convenience store audio novel. Do I want this to be a normal budget game, a speed-focused game, a quality-focused game, a research-focused game, where I get lots of research points to help level up my characters, or a big-budget game? I'm going to go big-budget, convenience store, audio novel. Um, then I got to choose what sorts of uh, points I want stuff to go into. So do, I got eight categories here. Do I want to bump up this game's cuteness, its realism, its approachability, its niche appeal, its simplicity, its innovation, its game world, or its polish? Well, this is a convenience store audio novel, so I'm going niche appeal on this. Probably a very small niche. Um, let's see. Convenience store audio novel. Do I, I probably want realism in an audio novel. Um, do I want polish, innovation, simplicity, Re- game world, probably important and some cuteness, Com- convenience store, um, convenience stores are simple. So let's pump it simplicity. Uh, just for Hogtoe master in the chat. Um, I can on my, uh, I only have a fourth gen, um, fourth gen iPod, but I can find game dev story on my version of the app store. So yes, it should be out in the UK. Right, I gonna, am actually probably going to spend the £2.39 to buy it as well. So I need to choose someone to, to write the scenario for the game, 
and that starts uh that starts out you know how well this game is going to do so she's like uh she's going to based on her stats there's four a game can excel in four areas the fun factor the creativity factor the graphics factor and the sound factor so those four areas you want them all to be high for your game to get like really good scores in the reviews because it gets reviewed on a famitsu style system that affects your final sales and um well let's see they deducted my staff salaries oh man they were really chugging it out on this game they they think it's really fun and it's a convenience store audio novel so Oh, Some, one of my guys has approached me and says I'd like to attempt to boost the graphics and I'm going to say yes but if he fails it's going to put a lot of bugs in the game so I hope it works it works oh story story of game development yes <laughs> and that you, it, 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 it actually realistic somewhat you know it's not realistic but like somewhat realistically incorporates all the aspects of game development and all the things you can do right and wrong um, and all the uh, things you hear if, about if, going if, right and wrong. If it incorporates so. all aspects of it, uh, is there any point where the publisher decides to screw over and say they want it delivered in three months, not six? <laughs> no, nobody rushes a delivery date for you. Now, you can choose to rush a date and have your game full of bugs if you want yourself because you're out of money or something and you need to start sales, but I've never had to do that. Um, yeah, so now I get to choose someone to do my graphics. And gonna do that. Steven Jobson will do my graphics. <laughs> Not to be confused with Steve Jobs. They have great character names in this. Uh, let's see how he's doing. Oh yeah, this game's gonna have good graphics. Probably not gonna be one of my best-selling games, but the convenience store audio novel genre I think is one that really doesn't have enough titles in it, and we really need to to get kind of get that out there. Great job on the graphics. It's missing some creativity, which is surprising for a convenience store audio novel, if you ask me. That should be lots of... You've cl- what you've clearly done is created the greatest visual novel ever. Oh, you're right. That must be what it is. Yeah. It's not creative. It's just a manga on the DS is what it is. So, all right. You've, you've, cl- you've clearly created an absolutely touching love story that's set in a convenience store. That has taken the uh, the Japanese visual novel scene by storm. No, you're and absolutely become, right. That's become right. a bestseller in both Japan and America. Well, you they are. Don't... That's something this game's missing too. It's territories. They don't have like I don't have to market for different regions, which kind of stinks. But wow, this game <laughs> can have good music American now. American Kirby is hardcore. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of sound. All right, so. Still missing some creativity, but I'm over 200 on graphics, which is great. The fans have heard about the fun of this game, and they are lining up already. Excellent. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to well, do then, some advertisement. Then. I need to advertise something. I'm going to buy a marching band to advertise my game. That's great. Let's do that. <laughs> and also, how about a race car sponsorship? That, that'll, that'll get the word out. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Now my fame's increased. The hype for this game is high. And it's done. We just need to do the debugging. So they're working on debugging it. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. Doing a little bit more debugging. All right. It's done. It's our 56th game. It might get to the Hall of Fame. This will be great. What should I I title my convenience store audio novel? I have no idea. Um, Pass the chips. All right. No, wait. Um, this is a convenience store, right? Give me a Slurpee. There we go. <laughs> Give me a Slurpee is out. Let's see the reviews. Nine, 
10, 9, 9. Three nines and a 10. We're in the Hall of Fame. The convenience store audio novel has officially created a new genre. And this is going to be fantastic. And everyone's going to be happy and they're going to love this game. Let's see how it does in the first week. Oh, first week sales are 2,113,000 units, which is actually rather low for a game that I make at this point. But that's great, though. 2 million units. It debuted at number one on the sales chart. Oh, this is great. And we should go to E3 and advertise it. That's right. That's what I'm doing. All right. So that's Game Dev Story for you in a nutshell. Um, check that out. <laughs> it is so much fun. It's very. You'll play it for hours before you realize it. Uh, I have now bought it for my iPod. Yeah, <laughs> it's you good stuff. You just managed to persuade me to buy it. So. <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, actually playing this with people on the in the on, during Extra Life. I had this up and going on the camera, and people in the chat room were helping us make the decisions on what games to make and stuff. And we we're doing oh, pretty well. To, it was great. I'll have to do that. In, I'll have to do that in future. <laughs> it's great fun. <laughs> um, and eventually get really powerful. And there's a new game plus mode too, apparently. So. That's Andy. my that's my picks for the week. I think that's plenty. Um, what do you got for us, John? Anything? Um, well, I'm actually pretty light on RPGs this week. Um, <laughs> so was I. I didn't have yeah, a single that one. <laughs> that is indeed true. Um, again, I'm going to since it's still well with the with the Halloween in uh, in sight. Go um, continue playing Guild Wars because I am currently suffering from MMO myopia, and I'm not currently playing any of the ones I have subscriptions to. So I have gone back to. For Guild Wars because it is free. Um, yeah. Uh, so that, uh, now, but that one was one from last week. My picks for this week are uh, after watching uh, Chris play um, Radiant Silvergun during um, uh, Extra Life, yep. I dug out the uh, copy that I have of Ikaruga lying around. Nice. Um, and uh, I, I am so tempted to. I am very, being so very tempted to buy a 360 just because of the Radiant Silver Gun remake coming out for it in January next year, I think. I think, yeah. Yeah, I just... Uh, no, they're both fantastic games, but yeah. go If you have the opportunity to go and play Ikaruga, go and do it. Um, Sweet. It's a very good top-down 2D shooter. And my other pick is what I bought on Friday instead of picking up Fallout New Vegas, and that is Platinum Games latest uh, game Vanquish for both 360 and PS3 uh, PS3 version. Um, Wait, so how is that one turning out? It's extremely good. It's very... It is? Uh, it, okay. It, did you play um, uh, did you play Platinum Games' previous game, Bayonetta at all? No, I want to but I haven't gotten around to it. Uh, it, it, it follows on from, from uh, it, it sort of continues in the same kind of over-the-top style. I mean... A, uh, uh, you could look at it as a kind of like a basic cover based shooter but then you have a button on your controller that activates the rocket boosters on your legs that's kind of all you really need to say about it that's kind of weird yeah it didn't uh rams in chat room is indeed right um i haven't i haven't got very far myself but uh unfortunately well, it suffers a little bit from being a bit too short um, but I've died plenty playing on normal. There's quite a bit of replay value, and you get to um, uh, uppercut heads off Mecha. The, the, seriously, the the over the top aspects of this just cannot be understated. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, 
I mean, there was a bit earlier that I was playing where I I started a quick time event where um, the uh, voice with an internet connection dis- disconnected the limiters on my suit, and I then just kind of corkscrewed my way through a massive enemy mecha. Sweet. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So go check out Vanquished. At the very least, go and uh, vanquish. Vanquish. Not go vanquished. and vanquish. Vanquished. Vanquish. Vanquish. No did. Vanquish. It's not past no, no tense. Did. I thought it was past tense for some reason. No, just vanquish. All right. But yes, go go and at the very least check out um, check out uh, trailers of it. It it <laughs> it's pretty damn good. So yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's my picks. Actually, quite short. Sounds awesome. Oh, I had an equipment failure. My game's points went down. I was oh making no. a new game. Oh, that's not good. You don't want equipment failure because you actually lose progress on your on your on the current game you're developing. And then its stats aren't as high, and then it doesn't score as well, and it doesn't good as sales, and you don't get as much money. It's no good. No. Maybe an expansion for this game or DLC or something. So I've kind of pleaded, complete, completed the 20 years that the default campaign has. So I could do the new game plus, but I want more. All right. Well, I think uh, we should wrap up. <laughs> I'm talking about Game Dev Story again. Uh, go check it out, people. Seriously, it's fun. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Once again, leave us feedback. Podcast at rpgamer.com. Uh, rpgamer.com slash rpgcast. Click the discuss link for the message board thread. Or 608-729-4098 for your voicemails. Or email us at mp3 at podcast at rpgamer.com. We'll play it right here on the show. We'd love to hear your feedback from you. Thank you for being with us in the, in the chat room. The chat room people, we love you. You guys are awesome. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern for the foreseeable future. As in, like, the next couple weeks. Then we might try a new time uh, so we can get Firemus back on the show. Um, might do that for a few months while he's got some kid issues to work through. Mainly not sleeping kid issues, because those are so fun. Um, anyway, um, uh, yeah, and if you guys have a suggestion for a good time slot that you might want to see us move to, please uh, send those in. And once again, Extra Life Info, next week you'll hear more and watch the website. So what do you got for me, John? Uh, just please, not not too late. Uh, it's already, the, the podcast already starts, starts at 5 o'clock in the evening for me. Yeah, I don't see a, re- a way to make you happy with the alternative time slot choices. I, I, I'm, I'm fine, I'm perfectly fine with it sort of five hours later. You start at midnight, because two hours, pff, it's Sunday tomorrow. It's not like I need to get up. Yeah, I, but I, I have a feeling it'll be more like 7 p.m. my time or something like that, and that just seems too late for you. It'd be no, like, no. It'd be like the morning mind. for you. <laughs> yeah, Mod, do bear in mind, I do sit down and um, I do try and do the backtracks where I can, and those start at uh, 2.30 in the morning for me, I think. Yeah, I guess. So. Hmm. And it is a Saturday. I'm more willing to stay up late. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye now.